0: Hey guys, welcome to the No Fly List where we talk about being brown in America. I'm Athir. And I'm Layla. And today we have comedian, writer, and fresh off his Conan set, Khaled Rahman. Hello.
1: Hello. Thanks for
0: having me. So, you know, I always have to like, I didn't do it this time, but I always make uh, people with Arabic names like I overpronounce their names. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Khaled Rahman. I love that. And like Osama was making fun of me for it because yep. I always have to like make it guttural. Sure. I'm like, I can't hear the name and not say it properly. But I was like trying to trying to
2: say how you say it. <laughs> oh, I
1: love I love when people overpronounce and do, do a whole flavor. It? I say Khalid Rahman.
2: Khalid Rahman. There Rahman? You go. Rahman. Yep. Oh, okay. Cool. That's kind of cooler though. Wait, Rahman? You're kidding? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. That was Rahman. You're so offended. Are you joking?
0: No. You can't You can't do that to that name.
1: I think I think it's but you it's, can do the you can do the, the K.
2: But it's spelled. You can do whatever you want. That's true. With an
0: H. That's true. Okay. Well,
1: this is bringing back memories. When (laughs) I I lived in Morocco, everyone will correct me on how to pronounce my own name. (laughs) 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 I lived in Morocco for two years. No way. When I was eight till I was almost ten. No
0: way. I didn't know that.
1: And my dad works for the State Department. Really? Yeah, for USAID. So he was over there. And my mom and dad decided to ship me over there for a couple of years to get to know him better. Oh wow! Yep. So you did didn't you grow up? Yes, I <laughs> did. But also, my stepmom came into the picture. Oh. Don don don. Oh, was she Moroccan? Oh, she is the worst. <laughs> no. She. Oh boy. How um, is she the worst? Oh, she still is. She's still alive. Oh, she's still alive. <laughs> she <laughs> previously <laughs> was the worst, but now she also still is the worst the more um,
0: evil you are the longer you live she
1: just um it's funny my parents both end up marrying um when they split up they end up marrying people who are very similar to each other very stern devout muslims who were like dictators like my way or the highway mm-hmm. oh, and wow. i think they kind of like balanced them out my parents are very similar they're very like like me they're very outgoing gregarious and like nice people but they want it like to be told this is how it is yeah and they spent a hot 18 to 20 years with uh their respective horrible spouses. And then they ditched them both at the about the same time, actually. Really? Yeah, they got divorced, I think. They split up within a year and a half of each other.
0: So how old were you?
1: Oh, this was like only like six years ago. No <laughs> way! <laughs> wow. Is yeah. It, is it? Well, my dad's already remarried. Okay, so what about really your mom? To nice so a really nice lady. To a really nice lady. Joan, she's great. My mom has a nice man friend in South Carolina. She lives in North nice. Carolina. They see each other every couple of weeks, and they go on trips. Oh, that's They're so they adorable. Nice. That's so cute. I call him her man friend because he is 70. Oh! <laughs> you can't be a boyfriend at 70, no. so he's yeah. a nice man friend. He's a gentleman and, friend. Yeah, he's really nice. And then... Um, my dad's remarried to a wonderful woman. Wait, so
0: um, who's the crazy stepmom then?
1: Oh, she's still, she's, I think she's, she might have gone back to Morocco. I don't, I, they're, they're, my step-parents are dead to me, so I don't speak to them. So
0: wait, your dad divorced her too? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry, I didn't get that. <laughs> I was my like, dad, which marriage are we on? My oh, okay. dad <laughs> and
1: my mom both split up from my respective step-parents that I was raised with within a year and a half of each other about six years, seven years ago. Oh, yeah. I yeah. see, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, and, and now
0: your dad is married for like third. Third
1: woman. No. Yes, yeah, his third marriage. Okay. Well, no, yeah. Well, him and my mom never married. They 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 had me, and they split up when I was six. Ah, I see. Um, and and then... overseas. Oh. Yeah. That's
0: great. And
2: where were you raised?
1: In Brooklyn, with my mom and my stepdad and my sisters. Oh, nice. Yeah.
2: So that was the stepdad that's now dead to you.
1: Oh yeah, and the stepmom as well, also dead to me. So
2: why was the stepdad dead to you?
1: Oh, they they were like the same person. The stepmom oh. and stepdad, so the same person. I see. They're like both just very strict, dictatorial. Like, like my way to the highway, like, very yeah. unkind to me, you know, my That's whole crazy. childhood. why? I think because I wasn't there. So I don't think it's a very natural situation to have I guess, but isn't, situ- isn't uh, the stereotype... It can stereo- work out, but yeah. it very mm-hmm. rarely does, in my, my experience.
2: Is it, yeah. Isn't I mean, Layla gets along really well with, with her Yeah, stuff? with my stepmom. Mm-hmm. Because I thought she That's fit really nice. that... Yeah, it is really nice. I thought she fit that stereotype of, like... She had to try really hard to get me to like her yeah. because she was like that. Yeah. That's was my how parent. I felt. It wouldn't yeah. be the other way around. You would like, think. We're,
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't I always guess, work out yeah, that way. Sometimes it is horrendous. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. all of your parents were Muslim? Like nightmare. they, they
0: converted, right? Your parents. My parents
1: were- converted um, in the '60s. Um, that's how they met. They used to go see Malcolm X oh. speak up in Harlem, uh, and they met through that way, and they converted. Like so many other black people did at that at that time, right? And then they had me, and they raised me Muslim until, um, I guess, until I was like twelve, and I started like questioning everything, right? And mm. um, and then uh, my mom was like, "Oh, the questions, <laughs> <laughs> like, never mind." And I didn't, she didn't stop making me go to the mosque every Friday, and I just, she was just like you gotta decide for yourself and figure this out, and you know, I hope I think that one day you'll one has spirit, spirituality in your life and. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've kind of provided this, this baseline for you, and then you can going to figure out this for yourself.
2: Wow. That's kind mm-hmm. of awesome,
1: though. Yeah. Like, that's no, a she's good, good mom move. Great about it, yeah. She
0: still practices, like your parents?
1: My parents, both. I think they're both kind of lapsed. Like, yeah. they talk the talk, but I don't think they pray. I, right. I don't think they observe holidays and stuff. I don't think they really right. are doing it. Um, so, yeah, I think they're both kind of lapsed. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and I've seen your comedy how like that plays into it. Of course, sure. like being yeah. black and Muslim. <laughs> yeah, I'm still
1: trying to figure out how to talk about a lot of stuff. Because like when I was a kid, my stepdad was like a street preacher. Really? On the weekends, yeah. And he would bring like me with, with him. Like with a microphone and everything? Yes. Oh, he my like God. had like a loudspeaker. No. And it, it said to me it's such a funny thing, but I've never been able to make it work on stage like to talk about it because it's just a weird thing. People are like, what? He would bring me with him when he would preach like yelling about Islam on the corners of like Nostrand and Franklin and, uh, and like uh, and Fulton Street. <laughs> Nostrand and Fulton right yeah. by the station. He would just be out there with his loudspeaker and I'd be sitting there on a milk crate, my little kufi, No. So no. embarrassed and sad. because so even were, like, then oh, you, like, you
0: knew it was like embarrassed." So cute, like, oh, oh,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm like, also, I'm like, this was in charge of me? What <laughs> the is happening right now? This is crazy. And it, also, we would still, he would, we would have bean pies oh, and yeah. be trying to sell them. I'm like, this is the worst sales pitch ever. No. yell at people about converting to Islam. And like, and by the way, food. would you like some delicious bean <laughs> pie as well? He's like, no. We didn't sell very many bean pies. Oh. Um, but it was it was, it was was interesting watching him.
0: Did anyone ever you know. stop and talk to you guys? Oh, yeah.
1: People would stop and talk. Um, I would have, like, a little stack of like literature <laughs> my job to give it to people.
0: Were they like Nation of Assam?
1: <laughs> no. Okay. Were, no, they weren't. Um, but it was just interesting. It was like very, I got a lot out of like going to mosque and being around religion was really cool. Um, but I think after a while it was just kind of like, this isn't for me.
2: What What was it that turned you off to it?
1: You know what's funny is when I was like um, 11, I started like noticing a lot of the things that from like a feminist perspective that Lord. I was like, how come it's like this? How come the women are up there and the men are down here? And no how come way. How come some of the men have multiple wives and women can't have multiple husbands? And I was like, this isn't right. I was like the tiniest right. feminist. Wow. <laughs> I was like, this isn't right. I won't stand for it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm taking my kufi and going home. Uh, but yeah, I think that was part of how it started me, like questioning everything. And then, um, I think also around that time, there was just like, this was like the 90s, there was like a lot of, I guess the Gulf War started um, there was a lot of strife. Like I think, I think more and more, I was noticing more strife in the world built up around religion. A lot of my friends in school had anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed at them, and I just started kind of looking at a lot of things, and I started getting really into history and like learning about. Just all kinds of things that have been done in the name of religion, and I also became very uncomfortable with all of it.
0: Just all religion in general. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. As a like, kind of as kind of like a divisive thing, and then I would see. But it's, it's really weird though, because I would see the wonderful things that it would do for people as well. So my grandmother, devout Baptist, always would go to church every Sunday. I would go with her. It was so much fun. And she just loves Jesus. Yeah, she's an old black woman who loves her (laughs) some Jesus. And I saw how it like really helped her and like comforted her and made her. And the community was great, and they would do so many like so many good charitable things. And even and of course at the mosque, I saw so many wonderful things there. But I was just like, I don't think this is enough for me. Yeah. Yeah, to to justify staying in this when I don't believe in this. And I think you really have to like. Everyone has to have a personal inventory at some point about what their relationship is with religion before they just kind of like, I'm just, this is what I've been doing. And I it's think like, that's most you know, people
0: that they just, they're like, this is what I've been doing. This is yeah. what I've been taught. Let's yep. not question it. And then mm-hmm. if you're taught to not question it, because then you're like thinking yeah. like impure, blasphemous yeah. thoughts, yeah. which is like you're just stuck in that cycle of like, well, this kind of doesn't mm-hmm. fit my values. But I also, if I say it out loud, like it's fucked up and i that yep you know so it's hard there's not a lot of room to explore like you're not really given a lot of leeway on that Um, I didn't grow up like I grew up with devout Muslim parents but i didn't go to mosque except like one year i went to an islamic school and that just like ruined it for me <laughs> did you have to go every week yeah i remember we talked about this yeah, i went yeah. no i went every day every day remember yeah. we talked about yeah I remember yeah, we yeah. talked
2: about like the prayer and like the craziness yeah but... i
0: literally went every day for a year mm-hmm. and that'll make you question things
1: <laughs> i've like never related to a scene in a movie more and i saw um the big sick
0: yeah and, and
1: um and the main character he would go home to his parents and then he would like go in the basement and he would like set a a timer to pretend to to pray he was praying and i was like wow like that really relate to that that is that's real
0: wow (laughs) how did your grandmother react when what was your mom's mom or or either your parents when they converted
1: i think it was just such a big thing that was happening at that time that it was not i mean it wasn't like you know welcomed with like oh this is wonderful but it was kind of like oh this is what's happening because yeah. it wasn't like they weren't the only ones who were converting right. um, but it definitely was like over the years like there were like ruckus there was ruckus about it because mm-hmm. my grandmother just couldn't get through her head that there were certain like islamic like strictures like she was like she didn't understand the alcohol thing mm-hmm. she never got the pork thing yeah. at all so <laughs> always, she would like always just make stuff with pork in it and my mom would be like this has pork in it and she'd be like what is good yeah. <laughs> i was like no we don't eat pork anymore it was so funny like she would, my mom would be explaining this to her well into like you know yeah. her 30s and 40s so, like, oh my just, god my grandmother just never got it um baking stuff with lard she didn't understand that, that was pork it was a like, whole thing oh yeah uh, I- but she actually was, she actually came to really respect my mom and um, the religion and her decisions. And, like, she started to kind of, like, go by what my mom said in terms of, like, dealing with her kids. Mm-hmm. Like, she was like, well, we don't, we're not doing Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you want to do, if you want to buy the kids Christmas present, that's fine. But, like, you know, we're not going to, we're trying to, like, do something different. My mom, my grandmother's kind of like, all right.
0: That's really nice that and she's, she's accepting. And
1: she's always, like, more of a live and let live person, which yeah. is really great. As I think all
0: should, all people should be religious or not. Yeah,
1: I I don't (laughs) understand. I never understand the people that really frustrate me lately the most are these like militant atheists. Yes, who are like um, it's like. I thought you were an atheist because you didn't want to believe anything. Right. But this yeah. atheism has become it, your it, religion. It's a religion, yeah, yeah. and it's totally. really off-putting. It's like one of these things where it's not enough for them to not preachy. believe in something, it's but just, it's like yeah. I have to spread my atheism beliefs okay. to everyone else. It's right. like atheism isn't a belief. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like why right. are you it's spreading this? It's a lack this? of belief. Yeah. It's like there's certain comics who who are like that. I'm just like, oh, just please. are there comics that are that oh, do? Oh my god. Yeah. Talk about Bill Mars whole. Oh my god. wait. He's also an Islamophobe like, and a racist. Bill Mars awful. Listen.
2: Publicly, He's the worst. Pu- yes. Publicly, we all need to accept that Bill Maher, also Robert Mueller, totally separate mm-hmm. thing, but <laughs> Bill Maher is a bad person. Mm. He's yes. so racist. He's he so hateful. He's so intolerant. Yes, yeah. and I know, like, journalists that go on his show and, like, will, like, hype it up, and I'm like, do you yeah. just forget everything that he's done over it's the like, past years? It's like, give me a
0: little years? bit of, like, FaceTime on... Yeah, exactly. Our- yep. Like, yeah. All,
2: so many people, all they care about, and I'm sure, obviously, this is true in, like, comedy, too, but they're just like, oh, I get to put my face on TV, then I don't care who I'm talking to. Yeah.
1: About. I mean, there are so many comedy- over the last few years, who went on red eye on Fox on Fox oh News, God. and I was like, "Come God. on, they're not even paying you. We're yeah, exactly. a like, you're getting also- some exposure at three in the morning in front of the worst people, and this yeah. and that. That's like, you're still that desperate to have your face on television that she'll do this like show with this propaganda arm. It, exactly, it was exactly. Just disgusting to me. Yeah. yeah,
2: no, I don't understand. I guess you know you get caught up just like people get caught up in religion where you don't question it the more i'm sure it's kind of like a drug where the more you see yourself (laughs) on tv or at least from the people i know who are on tv and can't stop talking about it Mm -hmm. the more you want to see yourself on tv and you kind of get go down this like terrible spiral of just being obsessed with your own face just spewing nothing yeah a lot of people everyone's just saying the same shit
1: yeah (laughs) it's also i mean it's very um it's very addictive and yeah. people getting so much praise for, mm-hmm. like, nothing. <laughs> I mean, just, like, ending up on television, there's just a bunch of different ways it can happen exactly. that have nothing to do with you. Yeah. That's so like, true, yeah. Getting, you know, people from, like, high school and, junior, mm-hmm. and middle school are exactly. all of a sudden calling yeah. you, like, I saw you on TV. Like, oh it's yeah. It's, like, a very addictive kind of thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: But you did Conan. That's a legit cool thing. Oh, <laughs> so. that's
2: tough. Well, that's yeah. do- And when you're performing, that's totally Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. For sure. Then just, like, mm-hmm. preaching at people.
0: Yeah. How was that experience?
1: It was good. Um it's funny like that wasn't even like the best part of the whole experience um really? the best really? part was the showcase to get the show oh that was the better performance and the better night and the better like joyful experience oh was that in new general. york or in yes LA? that was oh. here at caroline's comedy club i was still on crutches because i had torn my oh, knee yeah. <laughs> i had torn my knee in half again that oh, i it on yes. march of last year i had a freak accident slips <sighs> tore busted my patella tendon. Oh my god. Um I was on crutches for about five months rehabbing and then I rehabbed all the way back, joined the gym, then I slipped and greased my grandmother's kitchen. No. And the same I, leg?
2: Was it Lard? Same leg. Lard. Probably. <laughs>
1: probably. Oh my God. I And can't I fell down the stairs and I tore it again and they were like, You did it again. Oh and god. I was in the mix at that point to be in this Conan showcase and I was so upset. And then um I just worked really hard in rehab. It actually ended up helping me that I had been hurt previously because there was scar tissue still in my knee which made more stability for like getting back off the crutches quicker which is crazy. So I ended up... um, working i was on i was i did comedy on crutches for many months last year i, remember I was you ready posting for, about it a yeah lot. it was pretty That's crazy i was getting hashtag. ready to like it was nuts mm-hmm. i was getting up there i had a whole system worked out where i would use the crutches to get on stage mm-hmm. and then once i was on stage i could stand still okay but i couldn't do any moving around yeah. so i would hand the crutches off to the host mm-hmm. they would take them away and then bring them back to me after my oh. set and then the i got the conan showcase and i was just Still, like, you know, needing the crutches to get around, and I need the crutches to take two stairs. Caroline's is like a very high stage, mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, I'm gonna do this. And Jeff Ross was hosting the Roastmaster, and oh he God. was so nice. I was like, You see, I got the situation. He's like, Dude, I got you. Here's what we're gonna do. He made a whole plan. He's like, wow. You're just gonna follow me right on the stage when I bring the other person off and help you get up there, take your crutches, you'll be good to go. And I got up there, and I had the best set of my entire wow. life. Wow, did and you address the crutches? Of course, I had yeah, a joke that yeah. addressed it right off the bat, okay. and it worked really well. um I had been working for months, so I was like, this going to work. And then I lost track of my mom. My mom drove me there. I lost oh, track of her. That's so cute. That's I so was signing cute. paperwork and stuff. And then yeah. I looked down as I was leaving the stage after the, the set of my life, and she was in the second row just beaming with pride Aww. and, like, really? like, deer in the headlights. Because she hadn't oh seen me God. perform in two years in, no way. in person. That's so So nice. she was, like, blown away. And then the women at her table were, like, talking to her. They were like who was that? She was like, that's, that's my, son. my son. That's it's my like son. like when you're
2: like at a recital yeah. or something. Was, that's so cute. It, was,
1: felt, it felt really great. Um, Are
2: your parents like supportive of you doing oh, that? Oh, so happening?
1: supportive. Yeah. I mean, they like kept me going last year when mm-hmm. I hurt my knee. I was that's walking amazing. dogs. I couldn't walk. I couldn't, oh I couldn't my do God. anything. So they gave me all these loans. And from the start, they were super supportive. Like they were just like, keep at it. You know, keep doing what you, you love doing this. You're good at it. And yeah, they were really, really great.
2: Um, aside from like Think marrying to weird people your parents sound like the best people in the world.
1: Yeah, I mean they um they're they're great people. Yeah. They're like my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Your favorite parents. They're my favorite parents. Keep them around. Yeah. Keep them around. But yeah, they That's... um they like re- they helped me down so much last year. Oh my god. I, I could you... not made it through without them.
0: It's funny because like a lot of comics have the opposite, like including mine, who've now like come around of like being a little bit more supportive. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of comics like find material in that. And mm-hmm. do you find it harder, or do you just do material oh, about how no. supportive your parents are? No, there's
1: plenty of things to joke around That's about true. them <laughs> that have nothing yeah. to do with Don't that. About, yeah, they have so many foibles. <laughs> 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 there's, enough. there's enough. They to are go around. real characters. Um, but no, it's been really good, and they were they were great about last year and then Conan was good but it's funny like now I've heard this would happen but like now looking back on it I don't even like that set that much Yeah. because I've grown so much as a comic since then yeah. and also because like the, I've done that exact same set that um, is always on another another recording on YouTube mm-hmm. and it's in front of a much hotter crowd like a real mm. comedy crowd yeah it's a different experience yeah like it sounds different on tv, explosive. TV. it's crazy like in yeah. those studios you can't the, get the same like and in the room it did them. great but then i'm watching it now more and more and i'm like this the laughs don't sound the same it doesn't it doesn't sound like, and definitely i definitely perform and from an energy standpoint way different because i was just off crutches mm-hmm. i threw my crutches away the day before i did that set oh wow. god i brought my crutches with me to la just in case I was i've been carrying them around with me for like mm-hmm. two weeks like hobbling because yeah. people need to know you you're injured yeah. in New York City or they're just like running yeah, to you. Yeah. So just so people know I was hurt, I'd have my crutches in my hand but I kind of hobble and then in LA I was like, I'm not going to use these on stage. I only use crutches if, I need, if there's a stairs. Mm-hmm. And there was, I knew there was no stairs at Conan and I didn't use them the night before in this really hot show called Hot Tub and it went great and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to adjust this joke at the beginning and then that morning, I met with my West Coast agents. Uh, Ooh, not to be a douche, but you cannot sound like a douche. No, basically, yeah. you have to sound like a douche if you say that. But I met with an agency out there, um, people I hadn't met before, but they were the West Coast people. And on the way into the meeting uh, downstairs, I was like, I took my crutches and gave them to the security guard, and I was like, you can put these in the trash room. I don't need them anymore. And I just wow. never. But <laughs> if you again. slipped so- right after that, <laughs> and he was, yeah, and he was like. He was like, "Are you sure?" Because no one throws away crutches. He yeah. was like, yeah. Are "You," uh... and I was like, like, "Yeah, Jesus healed him. me, yeah. or Muhammad, or walked, whatever." Yeah. And then uh, I walked out really slow on stage at Conan because I was still like very ginger on my knee. Yeah. And um, and it definitely affected my performance in terms of like my energy and my like spirit. I wasn't like as like loose, but it, yeah. it went well. But it wasn't like what I wanted it to be.
0: I thought it was great. I watched it.
1: People people like it better than I do, which is. Good.
0: we're always going to be more critical yeah. looking at it ourselves. And even like
1: yeah. i got you know, my friends with mark normand yeah. and he hates all of his sets on santa he's murders every time yeah, like, the, all the does. old ones he's like that's not good i'm like what are you talking well, about when you I'm grow Detroit. and you look back and you're like, like his latest one yeah. is better than the other ones just like dude those other ones were they're still killer. great but i think you're just like, so credible and you see yourself getting better and you see new tapes and you're like oh i'm lot better than was before that's good so it's i'm like smart. eager to go go back they yeah. invited me back which is nice they said i did a good, a good job Conan invited me back on stage when we were shaking what? hands, that's and a... then JP, the producer, invited me back. So casual, like, oh, oh my god! But then, so I'm gonna I'm pitching another set. That's um, amazing. Hopefully this year. And that's um, so dope. You do better break
2: on. your knee again. So <laughs> you get that good luck. Hopefully, <laughs> never again. Oh my <laughs> my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> it was <God>. a nightmare. <laughs> did you get surgery? Right
1: oh my god! Yeah, two hardcore These... like reconstructive surgeries. Dang. It was really really ah. bad. I was in. I would wake up crying for like oh. a week after each surgery. Oh it was. God. Did they give you any good meds? They did, but they still. They, uh, it's not good. They'll give me opioids. Oh, yeah, that's like not the bad. first time around and mm-hmm. maybe no. it's terrible constipation mm-hmm. and no one tells you about that. No. And <laughs> I started smoking weed instead. It was yeah. much better. Yeah. But even still, like the pain after of the first course, couple yeah. days is intense. Ah. Your body's not supposed to be like ripped apart and yeah. sewn back together and it gave me over and and over (laughs) yeah yeah, it was insane so i've
2: seen videos of knee surgeries and they're insane they like take a hammer and just like yeah i made the mistake of watching my surgery on youtube before i had it
1: i'm i'm just just trying to like be prepared i'm like the worst thing you could ever do yeah i never do that i'm like this is this was a mistake (laughs) as i was watching i'm like i made a big mistake oh for sure and then uh my surgeon was really good though he's really good guy, the best I matter. And now he's retired because he had needs.
2: Oh. No Dude, yeah. are knee is this a thing that I didn't know about growing up? That like your knees
1: uh, I mean I think I think I had damaged it um at some point, maybe in the past I don't know what happened, but it's it's not it's not great.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you're okay now because, like, walking around New York City imagining crutches, like, yeah, it's, t- like, a fucking nightmare. I'm, I can I'm know, getting oh, there.
1: I'm still rehabbing. My, my right heel now is kind of an issue because of overcompensation injury. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm just working through it, you but just... I'm, I'm happy to be walking.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I, was... I feel like I'm just so interested in physical ailments that I'm just like, tell me everything. <laughs> it was but... crazy. <laughs> I
1: had a – there was a point where I was – this is how I get, away, get around my apartment before I had surgery. Because when you before you have the surgery, your knee is like unstable and it's mm-hmm. like it hurts to stand up because it stretches. It was bad. Yeah, yeah. So I would be sitting down on a skateboard Ugh. and I would paddle my paddle around <laughs> like Colonel oh Dan God, and Forrest yeah. Gump. I'd just be paddling around like I had no, no legs. It was. It, in the hindsight, hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> at the time, funny. the saddest thing in the world. My roommates would come home and they'd be like, "Where are you?" I'm like, "I'm down here." I'd be pedding because my cause little clerk has these long boards, yeah, surfboards. Yeah. This is the skateboard. So I'm like pedaling around like. Oh, I have no legs. Oh, <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. It was really bad.
0: Well, now you appreciate walking more. I guess, oh my for god. Sure.
1: I appreciate walking more and I have more of an awareness for people who are disabled. Yeah. Which is like I, I don't know how people do it in this city. It is so it was so hard to get around. It was oof. And yeah. I was only just temporarily disabled. I can imagine it's every I can't day. Even, yeah. Yeah.
0: And so we're here at your your work which yes. we have a very cool view of the city in Midtown. Yeah. Um so what do you, what do you guys do here? It's like a music game show?
1: Yes, I'm working. I'm a head writer for a music game called Out of Tune, okay. uh, which is kind of like I guess we've been saying, they said it in Variety. It's like HQ but for music. And basically it's uh, you play it on your phone twice a day, 8 30. Uh, we play songs slightly out of tune. If you name, if you name all ten songs correctly, you win. You split the uh, cash prize with the other winners at the end, Sweet. and it's really really fun.
2: What kind of songs do they usually? We out?
1: focus primarily um, pop, um, like hip pop from,
2: from now or from like years from the last five now? years, oh, okay, our cool. demographic is pretty young. We're yeah, trying,
1: yeah, like, t- people in their teens. So
2: they don't try to trick you by like tossing in something from like.
1: Oh, but we have theme nights. We have on Ooh. we have theme night Tuesday, TBT, um, which is oh sorry TNT theme night tuesday and that is we just do random things like last year we, last week we did movies yeah so songs from movies and oh we we had to name the movie that the song appeared in I and that, that was be, really, would, really really no. fun we're gonna do it again for sure i would not be good at that that was really, really i don't fun.
0: work well under pressure <laughs> it was
1: also fun because we could play the main hook of the song yeah we weren't trying to like disguise yeah, yeah. what song it was and right that was a, it was a whole different experience uh, we have throwback thursday every thursday mm-hmm. so at night that night show is a old school so we'll have stuff cool. from, like, the 90s, sometimes 80s, but we're trying to go too far back because, yeah, like, yeah. young, young demographic. And that's really fun because I, I picked the songs for those. I, all, the specials, all the special shows I picked the songs for in addition to writing the scripts, mm-hmm. and that's been really cool.
2: So does it have a host, like, HQ?
1: Yes, we have several hosts. Um, Melody Alana, who's a young uh, pop singer. Ooh. And she's uh, one of our hosts. And we have a stand-up comic uh, who's a friend named Ian Laura. Mm-hmm. And they um, they, sp- they split up the hosting duties during the week. There's 11 shows a week. We're wow. off on Saturday. We have one show at Sunday night. And so I'm writing 11 scripts a week. And it's been such a great experience.
0: That's so cool. How did you fall into this?
1: Uh, my agent. No found pun it. intended. Yeah, I <laughs> fall. fell into How it. I just into this? Literally slipped into it, yeah. My okay. agent yeah. found uh, the opportunity to submit a writing packet for this new this new like, music game. Yeah. going to be kind of a trivia thing. And I was like, it sounds cool. So I sent in some writing samples. They liked those. Then they asked me to come for an interview. That went well. And they were like, okay, we have, we're going to have you do one more uh, official writing packet. And mm-hmm. I had to make a sample show, basically. Mm-hmm. They liked the jokes that I wrote in this packet and the way I organized it. And then they had me in for another interview. And then eventually I got hired. And that was in February.
0: Wow. And so how do you write like, jokes or how do you incorporate jokes into like music like games? It's shows. been interesting.
1: So basically I, I base... Um, Each script on the 10-song set list that I get beforehand, and I write in banter. I write jokes within the uh, interaction between the host and the DJ. Okay. There's a DJ for every show as well. Oh,
0: cool. Yeah, a
1: DJ plays a 10-minute DJ set before the show starts, and then also plays little drops of music in the show that are incorporated that I, I write in.
0: That's really awesome. It's been great.
1: It's been a great experience. Yeah. I mean, basically, we're producing, um, we're writing and producing a half-hour game show every single day. Dude, that's so so yeah. It's such a a crazy
2: new medium, like Mm -hmm. this sort of world. I don't even know what you call it because it's not like, you know, it's interactive. Like, it's not like a game show where you're just watching random people play. It's like you get to play, and I feel like it's it's just taking off.
1: It is. Uh, It's becoming very popular. hq was obviously the big first one into the market Mm -hmm. and now they're going through or growing growing uh, pains they're like losing players but also like sometimes having huge numbers of players it's it's a hard thing to maintain yeah and now there's all these copycats as well of course and we're the first one in the music space so hopefully that's good but we wanted to also get some other some other spaces with it and we're looking at doing some other games some other shows so we'll see. How
0: does how do these companies like or games like make money like from ads and views or well, stuff or like? Yeah. What, so the, that...
1: our our company is a startup called yeah. uh, FTW Studios, and this is our, our first project. And it was started by uh, a guy named Abner, who's next door, and he is brilliant. He yeah. just he's got a mind for making these businesses. Yeah. He's had big businesses before, sold them to bigger companies, and he has a vision for this company to make live participatory experiences that utilize technology because he has this theory that what we're missing from from our our society is this group, these group experiences Mm because no one watches the same show every night anymore together. Yeah. And there's always, we're on the internet but we're on the the internet, we're curating it for ourselves more Mm -hmm. and more. So people only watch the shows they want to watch when they Mm want to watch them. People only listen to certain podcasts. People now have their own news. Yeah. People are, are people are watching different news. And it's like this whole... So he wants to have things where people come together. Like mm-hmm. one of the best things that happened when we first started, he got, we get these emails from people who play the game. And this guy, he was like 15. He was in Las Vegas. And he said, when you guys played Nice For What, I got up and started dancing. Aww. And that made us so happy because like he just... He just spontaneously started dancing, even though he was alone in his room by himself. Yeah. But he was also with all these other people. Yeah. And they were having the same experience because they were playing the game together, which is really It really, really does cool.
0: bring people together. Yeah. Like, the few times that I've played with, like, my uh, – HQ, at least with mm-hmm. – um, it's just because I don't know facts, so I yeah. don't play. <laughs> I'm, like, sure. the most useless person in the room. Yeah. I'm just like, I think it's this, but don't listen to me. Yeah. But it's cool how it brings everybody together. and We're all yeah. playing the same thing and experiencing the same thing, mm-hmm. which we definitely need in this, like, individualistic <laughs> society mm-hmm. I also,
1: I was way in when I started, when I met with Abner and Michelle, our director, because they were insistent that they wanted to have people of color uh, be in front of the camera Mm -hmm. and obviously having me behind the camera. And they wanted to be, like, an inclusive, diverse Mm -hmm. environment. Um, They wanted specifically to have the lead person be a woman of color. They were like, it's time for, like, something different Mm -hmm. in this space. And I was all about that. And it's been really, really cool seeing how, like, they've kind of, live we, here we like live our values which is great
0: that is really nice and yeah. I, I think like in media in general in life, <laughs> it's no? like
2: super rare I was oh I was gonna say that's like a super rare thing for a workplace. oh
0: it, it's rare but mm-hmm. I feel like people are trying to value it or at least pretend they value it. Yeah, Do you think it's people are gen- I, like I in some like cases genuine, it, and in sure. some cases it's not? Like when I saw you and Dina and Conan, I was like so happy. I'm yeah. like, okay, two Muslims. Same week. She's Arab. I know she's Muslim. I went she's to her Arab. taping. Yeah. yeah, I saw I saw your like post, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is incredible because I'm seeing other people like actually say out loud that they're Muslim, making jokes on like yeah. national television, and people are laughing because like I I joke about that too, and I'm always like is this something that appeals to like mass audience which when you're doing your art that's not what you want to think about mm-hmm. like you obviously like it's not the first thing that comes to mind it's like i want to make this joke because it means something to me it makes me laugh and yeah um but to also see that accepted in the mainstream was really
2: cool
1: yeah it's a weird thing like right now i'm in a, a weird place in between my stand-up where i have my showcase sets that i do they're short here in the city but I'm now like we're talking more and more about getting me out there into the road to do feature sets. You know, to have, you know, 30 yeah. minutes. And I have the time, but I'm, I've become kind of like hesitant about where I'm going to go and how it will be received, because, you know, a lot of it, a lot of America is Trump country right now. I think yeah. you'd be
0: surprised, though. I and, was in Alabama, oh, performed yeah. there, mm-hmm. where I grew up, and yeah. it went really well. Like, I was not expecting that yeah. at all.
1: I mean, I have been surprised, in a few times I've gone into places that were different um, politically, and it went really well. Um, I performed in um, Cape Fear. Not in Cape Fear um, I did Cape Fear, North Carolina also, but I was in uh, this uh, kind of, like, town on the edge of Pennsylvania, New Jersey, mm-hmm. uh, Cape May. And it went so well. And this is right before the election. <laughs> and I ended my set with, like, seven straight anti-Trump jokes. Yeah. And they all hit hard. And yeah. it was, like, a crowd that was, like, very much a Trump. So it was old, white crowd. And they loved – I did the best of everyone that night. And I was, like, not the most experienced. And I was, like, this showed me, like, oh, okay, maybe I can – do my comedy. I just did it more aggressively than I usually do yeah. it. Yeah. And it went so well. That's such a win if you so can make good... people
0: laugh at something they don't agree with. Yes. Like, yeah. And like And that's why I
1: love like Patrice O'Neal is like my favorite all time comic because yeah. he was the master at that. He'd be telling these jokes like and you're just like this is so wrong. But and this a lot of it was gender stuff and the women yeah. in the crowd would be dying. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like I mean just he just was the master at like getting his point across in a funny way that made people like forget about that they didn't agree with what he was saying yeah really cool
2: that's really interesting i never thought about um like having i never thought about having to think about that as Mm -hmm. an artist obviously because i'm not really an artist so was that like i don't think either well actually i don't know i don't want to assume that either of you weren't performing when bush was President, no, but it wasn't. no, no, yeah. I started. Be, six I years would, ago. Be, yeah, I would be really interested. And you started like five years ago. Five years ago. So I would be really interested to see how it compares because I know in journalism people make tons of comparisons between like Bush era and Trump era just because mm-hmm. of the, the, the foibles that both presidents make, you know, and their That's public a nice word for it, <laughs> yeah, and their public <laughs> speaking yeah. and their their PR, so to speak. So I feel like. And I remember people hating Bush during that time. I remember, like, John Stewart and mm-hmm. Colbert, like, yeah. being, like, super all about it. Was it. Like it was like Trump again. It was, hate. like, a lot of
0: material exactly. that was generated from So him. much material.
2: So many impressions of so him. So many, yeah. And I just don't know if that, like, I almost feel, like, I almost wonder if we were more harsh then or if we were less harsh or, like, how it compares because it feels like so long ago. Um, but I never thought about actually having to perform in front of like it never occurred to me that like much of the country at that time would have been Bush supporters. Yeah, John Stewart was still really successful and oh, really yeah. like you know.
1: Well, the people who still support Trump have gone deeper into their support. It's it's worse, isn't a it? As they you to everyone yeah. else, and it definitely creates problems for comedy. I mean, like my friend John, he just. Got fired from a week of work in Atlantic City because what? he had like a group of very loud, rowdy Trump, like mm-hmm. older Trump supporter people in the crowd walk out on him and mm-hmm. yelled at him as they were walking out because he has a joke where he just like just eviscerates Trump. Yeah, and they were like, "He's our president. You can't talk about him like that." Fuck you! And they they were just like storming out. And it was like, you know, there's a crowd of 3,000 people, but it was like, yeah. like 30 people who were doing this. Dang. But because of that, and they complained to management, and they got him fired really? off for of the rest of the gigs. That's that, fucked that up. And he was killing. He's a yeah. he's a killer. John Laster, he is a killer comedian. He's like one of the best in the city. He hosts at the Comedy Cellar. Like, he is one of the best. Yeah. But, it's just like you know, Pen- you know, Jersey yeah. and like parts of Pennsylvania are deep Trump country, I don't and be people like, don't want to hear anything that's like against their, their yeah.
2: Guy. I don't want to be high on a First Amendment horse, but that like, <laughs> that feels like if that happened, I guess it's different. But if a journalist got fired for. I guess not a journalist because you can get fired if you yeah. say too many opinions. And yeah, that's like true. Like Sarah Zhang had said, like she just got hired to be like on the editorial board of the New York Times, and she somebody dug up tweets where she was like making fun of white people from like mm-hmm. a while ago. And it's been caused this huge like saw. like war on on social media and in. the well, news. That's new
1: thing now that the the, the right right wings one of their moves is to mirror yeah, mm-hmm. our, which is funny they're mirroring left wing tactics, mm-hmm. which is all right. So now no one can make fun of anything. So let's dig up everyone's stuff now. Yeah. and I gotta say, like, it's kind of one of those things where the left started that yeah no, the left totally. started like oh gonna go and see that someone said something that was mm-hmm. like yeah in it was, it was indelicate towards yeah. this group or this group or this group and we're going to get people fired yeah. that's one thing I've, i hate about this current moment this canc- yeah. cancel culture yeah yes. but it's so arrogant and also it, in, it implies that you're the only one who can change yes. yes, like this guy from the milwaukee brewers who during the game during an all-star game Someone went in his tweets and dug up tweets from when he was seventeen. Oh my god! And he, they were really racist and they were really homophobic, and they were like, "This guy should be fired. He should be canceled." I'm like, that implies that he can't change. That implies that like the person he was when he was seventeen is the same as person he is now at twenty four, mm. and honestly. I think almost everyone has engaged in some behavior that, in the in hindsight, totally, is yeah. really objectionable. Oh, I'm Like, sure, I I, I loved R. Kelly. I loved Michael Jackson. All these people, yeah. and now I'm like, ugh. Like we we we, like, we have a list of people now we don't even play on the show anymore mm-hmm. because we're like, ugh. Yeah. Um. And then like, I mean, when I was growing up, times have changed. When yeah. I was in high school. All these dudes, all these kids were calling each other gay as a pejorative. Yeah. And now it's just something we did. Yeah. And then after a while, you're we like, you realize, oh, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Then society changes and you're like, this is really wrong. But if I did that back when I was in high school, who am I to be like judging this person now who's done something wrong and saying yeah. that they can't change as well? Right. I, I think it's really arrogant, a really arrogant. It's place true. to come from to be yeah. this cancel cancel this person cancel mm-hmm. why why can't they like just apologize and do better yeah that's not enough anymore it has to be like I remember when Trevor Noah first got the job yeah. the Daily Show they were like oh look at these tweets he mm-hmm. wrote they were disrespectful like, they were messed up and I'm like yeah they were bad but I mean should he like never work again this is insane yeah should
0: and we also, ruin a
2: person's life exactly yeah. and he's like a, an entertainer and at the end of the day and you know someone who's an athlete I, I do think it's important you know to call those people out when something happens sure. but ruin their life not so much. And also if their job doesn't, like these aren't politicians, right? They're not people who can make decisions that will affect Uh like a race of people or an entire gender. So it's kind of like, yes, we should change their rhetoric and teach them how to act a certain way or talk a certain way. But, yeah, the idea of somebody getting – fired, or the idea of just a comedian getting, like, kicked out of a show because of, like, one group of unhappy people yeah. is so absurd. But we're also holding people to a higher standard than we hold the freaking president, which
0: yeah. is yeah, insane. That's crazy. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Until yeah. we can cancel him, then nobody yeah. should – like, that's you know, the worst and, part of
1: all. And we have terrible priorities yeah. in this country. Like We just care about the wrong things. I mean, people were, people were more irate about Trump saying Mexicans are rapists than him bombing Yemen and yeah. killing all yeah. these what, poor brown people for, for nothing. Yeah, like that that didn't get a peep. It was the same weekend. It's like, what What do you care about? What do you really value? Like, are we more upset about him saying mean words or murdering, murdering people yeah. with bombs and guns? Like, mm-hmm. it's insane. And that's always been the case. I think in this country, we just care about the wrong things.
0: Yeah, I also think that yeah. because they are. More removed from bombs and the Middle East, Mm -hmm. it's like easier to kind of, it's like a faraway concept for them. Whereas, like, oh, but I I know a Mexican and they're not a rapist. So, like, they can't empathize. Like, it's like a geographical thing. Like, (laughs) it can, if they haven't met someone who is like, I don't know, or if they've never been in the middle east or even i don't know i yeah.
2: know i think it's like it's even if they have like you imagine if the average american has been to the middle east it would probably be like the pyramids or like riding a camel in yeah. morocco they, mm-hmm. i don't think people i don't think any i think it's human nature to not make those connections because right. you just kind of see what you want to see even if sure. you even if you try really hard to to change that yeah um yeah the other thing people have gotten really riled up about lately that kind of surprises me is um, all the, like just today I saw multiple news articles about people being mad about representation in movies, which is a huge issue, but not no longer about like race and about like, Oh, there's not enough like Asian Americans in movies or enough, you know, black people in movies. This one was about um, a Disney character who's gay in the Disney movie, but the actor isn't gay. And then another mm-hmm. one about Ruby Rose playing Batwoman but she's not Jewish and apparently Batwoman was Jewish which I had no idea even. I I and I kind I of that, I kind yeah. of wonder like at what point because the race thing I wholeheartedly am like Scarlett Johansson is not Asian she should not right, play an, an Asian, Asian. character. Right. Like you shouldn't play any character where you have to alter how you look to fit the character. Right? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to things that like the this diversity that's not visible I kind of am curious How you guys feel about it. Because I I just wouldn't think about it. I wouldn't think about whether or not an actor is gay in real life. Simply because I think there are a lot of gay actors in Hollywood that do get work. Like, it's much less underrepresented than I think, like, Asian Americans who are never, like, having leading roles in a lot of movies.
1: Uh, It's a tough. It's a tough thing. Part of me wonders, like, how much diversity people want yeah. really people yeah. who say they want diversity how much right. is enough for them like what's the percentage because this is a majority white country mm-hmm. not for long but it is 48. and it's, these are <laughs> and these like are businesses that. <laughs> and i think i think what has to happen is that people of color have to stop this yearning to be accepted mm-hmm. by white business and yeah. by white white studios And go the other direction of we had to make more of our own Black Panthers. We have to make Mm -hmm. – not on that that budget, obviously, because that's, like, a huge budget. But we have to, like, make more – Yeah. Or, like, uh,
2: Sorry to Bother You.
1: Yes. We have to make our own things and be like, our shit is dope.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: We're not trying to worry about being included in your stuff Mm -hmm. because it's not as good. Mm -hmm. And and when people see how dope we are, they will just – Flock to it and support it. Yeah, and I think that's what that should be the 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 mode. Not like how come there's not this many black people in this white movie? It's like, well, screw this white movie. Let's make our own movie. And I I I think that create your
0: own opportunities. Absolutely. And something I like, especially in comedy, maybe in the arts and competitive field, like help each other out. Yeah, Yeah. like don't be Mm -hmm. a dick. Like Mm -hmm. if you're in a position to help someone and they're truly talented and you're in a position where you can like. you know, leverage that and give them something. Not just give them something because they're also like some someone from your background, but if you know talented people, like mm-hmm. include them in your shit. Yeah.
1: I think, and I don't want, I don't want it to come across like I don't think it's important that, yeah. that more and more Black folks, and people of color, get into these roles and get into the opportunities in Hollywood. Because I think it is important, partially mm-hmm. because people of color create culture. Right. Yeah. And I think, in terms of like the percentages of what should be what should be represented is like, well, who are the people creating culture? Let's give most of them the jobs. Yeah, <laughs> You know, like there's it, not an accident that hip-hop is like pop music now. Right. Because that's just the popular music that everyone likes. And so the people who are making these, all these memes, making all these amazing dances, all these, right. these are the people who should be represented in these in these bigger endeavors. But at the same time, I, I, have, I do come from this background where my mom was always like, we're not striving to be like them. Right. We're striving to show everyone how amazing we are as us not like as people who need to be integrated into their little thing so that was always her thing self-determination um and i think that's the direction we gotta look towards and diversity will happen based on just like the amazingness the obvious dopeness of what we're doing being seen by people
0: Totally. Yeah. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Did you grow up with other um black people or Muslims? I mean, you grew up in yeah, New York I grew up in City, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, so it wasn't... Um,
1: very big Muslim population, very big black population of people. Um, Very diverse community back then, which is actually weird because I feel like Brooklyn more and more is not a diverse place. I I like it's a place that's just very segmented in its yeah, diversity. Sure. It's like, it is it's so different. But you Brooklyn can structure so, your life. Yeah. You can structure your life in a way that exactly. you have just never see any but white people yeah. within Brooklyn, which is crazy that's so from where crazy. I grew up. Dang. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think about that, too, because especially when I watch, like, movies and TV shows from, like, even just 10 years ago or 15 years ago, and they talk about Williamsburg, and I'm, like, how? Like, and they talk about it like it's actually part of Brooklyn, and mm-hmm. now it's, like, Williamsburg is just a completely different world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of just, like, super fancy yuppies with, like, yeah. $1,000 strollers and, like, I don't know, soul cycle. I don't know what they do. But oh, yeah. Like, All Michigan that. Stuff, that <laughs> Both food, of those. Totally. And it's just, like, and when you go there, it's truly, it's so... Like it's it's so homogenous the population and they're just like destroying culture I yeah. feel
0: by making everything the same and yeah
1: yeah it's like the people who move to some of these neighborhoods are more and more getting to have like the street cred of living in Brooklyn I know but without not even, without yeah. the inconvenience of living next to people who are like not quite their people which right. often is just like loud people of color yeah. and that's like that's kind of what it comes down to and it's it's i've seen the whole change because i grew up in crown heights and that is the most it's so different now. gentrifying i've mean, been in new
0: york for 10 years but just yeah. from what i've seen like it's oh, for sure. so different yeah it's very different
2: i've only i live in crown heights and i've only been there two years and it's completely different even in like from from now and when i first got there it's it's absolutely crazy um Luckily, I don't. I'm not technically a gentrifier because I don't pay rent because I'm just bumming around right now. So <laughs> that is a wonderful until, loophole, right? Isn't it so great? Until I actually get like a real job and an apartment, I feel like I'm just like. Coasting. But by the way,
1: not having a real job and apartment is very Brooklyn, <laughs> very, That's new Brooklyn. So true. <laughs> <laughs> very New Brooklyn. very New. It's very gentrifier, Very New Brooklyn. Being
2: young, yeah. unemployed. Yeah. No, that is very That's New true. Brooklyn. I'm not technically unemployed. That's true. You yeah, you're I have under, many jobs. Underemployed? No, not no, even. No, I have like many jobs. I just don't have health insurance not official yeah which is to the the government jobs no to the government no no she freelances a lot so she has a lot of work i had a lot of work I pay a lot of taxes, which I didn't know about like freelance work oh, yeah. versus like, um, mm-hmm. it's a lot. You I'm pay worried so about- so much more taxes. I'm
1: worried about you. taxes. I, this is my first is like- Is this a good, contract? This is my first ever good job. Yeah? yeah. Which is what did you sad. do
2: before comedy? Oh, we my didn't God. talk about I that. A, I
1: had a dog walking company for 10 years. No way! I mean, company very loosely Like well, it was just you was and just like- me. You were a dog
2: walking entrepreneur. I,
1: I mean, yeah, it was just <laughs> me walking people's dogs- Yeah. Under the table. <laughs> it was just, it was- It got. I got by, but I was never doing well. This is my first job where I make like a lot of money, and now I'm gonna have to like deal with paying like real tax grown-up taxes, grown up taxes. Yeah. so i'm gonna meet with a tax person next week and get set up to pay quarterly Damn, because like that's what you that have. Money? <laughs> doing well this is a really good company Go so
0: F-C-W. wait what'd you do yeah what'd you do out. with health insurance then oh, no i
1: now have great health insurance and but before i had obamacare oh, which saved oh, okay, my life saved my life last knee, year
0: like or your multiple surgeries that saved
1: my life last year if i didn't have obamacare i would have been screwed Go Obama. my whole Thanks surgery Obama. cost me like twenty five hundred dollars Wow. And it's like a sixty thousand dollar surgery. It was really and I had two of them. Wow. <laughs> so oh my it was God. uh it was it would have been better. You were really
0: getting your insurance. And I was worth. just I was just paying. Were,
1: yeah. I just decided early that year, like, oh, I should re up for your insurance. It's only twenty five bucks a month. And I did it, and thank yeah. God it's it was. It? have it. It's only twenty five. I had like the lowest level Obamacare. But why don't I have, you like,
2: have it? You because have I make it? too much. Like this. like, yeah. oh. always. Oh. I, I made like
1: 20, 22000 yeah. dollars a year doing dog walking. I it's, was doing. The thing, dog yeah, thing. Yeah,
2: that's the thing about Obamacare. Not even I didn't just know about what, Obamacare. I, about all oh. insurance mm-hmm. and all taxes. All like our whole financial structure in the United States is that if you make under a certain amount, like you can like not be taken care of well, but you can have like mm-hmm. the tiniest t- yeah. yeah. safety net. Yeah. yeah, the tiniest I safety net that could... if you had a family or something is not helpful. Yeah. But if you're an individual it's not so bad. But if you make, mm-hmm. you know, a little Over bit a more bracket. than that. Yeah. And it's like a matter of like, you know, a few thousand, like a, the threshold is like a few thousand dollars, right? Yes. Yeah. And it gets to the point where it's like, do you strategically take less work so mm-hmm. that you make less money and qualify for certain things? Or That's like, crazy. you know,
1: It's very unjust. Um, I, that's one thing i've experienced something i never thought i would i i have you know i'm still having issues with like my lower lower body my heel on my right side is like a, an issue now so i'm working on that so i went to the doctor using this insurance for the first time then my new fancy insurance and i was in like the most luxurious yeah like wow. medical facility i was NYU langone yeah i'm like people live like this yeah. people get yeah, i waited for five minutes to see a doctor. Wow. And in a plush leather recliner wow. with like AVR. <laughs> he did seats. And, like and, like, yeah. and, and, and you're playing above. It was just like, and it was like, every, everything was nice. No one was blasting music out of their iPhone. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. on YouTube, and yeah. there, no one didn't was feel like you were riding the C train. Playing homophobic YouTube videos. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like my, my usual old doctor. And um, I go in, I see a doctor within five minutes, which is crazy. I never waited anything less than an hour and a half to see a yeah, doctor really? my whole life. My whole oh. life. And then I go... Uh, he examines my ankle. He's like, all right, we gotta, I think we can get you in a walking boot. That'll take pressure. We'll do that for 10 days, and we'll reevaluate. Let me get the sports uh, medicine guy in here. He comes right away. Sports medicine guy has the walking um, boot, fits me for it. I'm no out of there way. within 25 minutes. That's crazy. I'm like, this is how rich people get. And
2: you got what you needed.
1: I was furious. I'm like, this is <laughs> so really unjust. That that I'm getting this. You. Now I deserve yeah, to get this kind of treatment yeah. because I have a good job. This is nonsense. That happened to me. It made me so mad.
2: I was in London for like a month and I had to run out of birth control because I had been traveling for a mm. long time. And I went there to their like national health yep. system and yep. I was like, You know, I don't live here. I'm not English, but this is what I need. And they were like, okay, just sit down. And I was like, maybe you didn't hear me. Like, I'm not Mm -hmm. from here. I don't live here. I don't pay taxes here. And they were like, okay, like, just sit down. And then I sat down and it was like five minutes and they called me and I went and sat with this like amazing like woman doctor who was so nice, which was also like totally different from going to the gynecologist here at least. Um, or at least all the ones I've been to, which are definitely like on the lower end of things. Besides Planned Parenthood, which they're awesome there. But um, and she was just like, "Oh, okay. Here's like six months of your prescription, which wow, here wow. cost me like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Wow. And and I was like, cool. How much do I owe you? And she was like, it's free. And I was like, what, what? are you talking about?
0: So just go to England, folks. Yeah. Don't like, at this uh, point, if you don't have health insurance.
2: At this point, it would be cheaper <laughs> to fly for me there. To fly there, yeah. get. Like, whatever health I need, or drive to Canada, get That's whatever true. I need. But I thought you couldn't monthly.
0: qualify if you went. Like, how did they just, I don't know. I thought they you just had to have, like, travel ins- travel's no, insurance travelers No, 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 no. Traveler's
2: insurance is for, like, traveler's insurance is a hella scam. Because every other place, because I was in Greece for the longest time before that, and that was, like, you just go to the hospital, and you're wow. like, yo, this is my problem. Their medical system is kind of not great compared to England, but, like, they're just mm-hmm. like, oh, you need medicine? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, what kind? And I'm like, this hurts. And they're like, cool, here's the medicine. And you're like, all right, bye. So Sounds
1: that's right. like that's how it should be. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Sounds like everywhere outside of the U.S. Yeah, it's, it's a nightmare here, and it's so much stress. And my boyfriend is going through the same thing because we both have, like, this shitty so insurance. Sure. Yeah, It costs, like, six – mind you, it costs, like, $600 a month, and nothing is covered. Like, you can't go to the Freelancer's insurance? No, it's – Oscar. I mean, I don't want to, like – No, no, <laughs> I know a lot, lot of my friends good, have yeah. it. It's Oscar, what and a, it's, yeah. like, so yeah. shitty. They're not going to wow. drop you for saying that. I guess
0: unbelievable. It yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, it's awful. And if
1: you get like a quote unquote good job, you pay mm-hmm. nothing.
0: I know it's insane. It's insane. Yeah, I know it's hard. Like, cause I have a I have a day job. I, I do have insurance. It's not the best. It's not the worst. It's fine. It's good. Mm-hmm. But um, my point is, it's like hard because like I'm like, oh, if I want to do comedy, like what? Yeah. It's like what do you do? do you I mean, like, I just.
1: Qu- I just accepted when I started that I was going to be poor for a long time, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like somehow a miracle happened last year, and now I'm not. But it was, it was like very much like the last six years of doing it. It was very much an active choice. Like, well, I want to have like flexibility of schedule so I can just do all these sets and do these like, open mics and, right. and, and go out of town on the weekend if I need to. So I'm just going to do this crappy menial job, and then yeah. hopefully my craft will get to the point where I'll get noticed and something good will happen. Yeah, and, but and it it's has. such like a crazy act of faith and foolishness it feels like oh, a lot yeah. of the time to have done that and to still be doing it because who knows what will happen with this but it's just one of those things where if you enjoy doing something you kind of have to keep doing it
0: yeah oh, what got you started in comedy
1: oh so weird i was um i was the best man at my best friend's wedding and i wrote like a lot of speech a lot of uh, jokes into the speech and it was a huge wedding 300 people mm-hmm. and uh the speech murdered. <laughs> I was Does I was sound
2: familiar? Yeah, who is Oh
1: yeah. Our last shocked.
0: guest are, said yeah. the same thing. I Dopen. was shocked. It yeah, was like it that's, went, that's and it was so like funny. electric
1: feeling. The oh way three hundred people You were scared
0: to get in front of a crowd. Oh yeah I, oh, okay. public
1: speaking was not like something I was excited about. Um hearing that rolling laughter of three hundred mm-hmm. people, it just made me like it was like my body was on fire, dude. That's amazing. I felt like I'm like this must this must be what heroin is like. <laughs> I was like, I felt I was like I was like the star of the wedding. People were coming to me after the afterwards like, so like that was so funny. That was so good. To the groom. I yeah. really don't. it was crazy. And then I was just so like, I'm like I don't feel that again. And it took me a year to get the nerve to try it again. What at, were you like, doing at before? And I bombed so bad. Really? <laughs> I got well, you tried to do
0: the same as that. So, Jake here. Yeah, and that it was, was so bad. Well, what was your first, uh, like, what was the first material that you tried at Open Mics or what kind of material
1: were you trying to write? I was doing, like, it was funny. I was doing, like, kind of, like, hacky hacky Muslim stuff that wasn't good. It was just, like, I mean, I was, you know. Everyone has to get out of their And also just hacky beginning. dating stuff. It was all, like, bad premises. It was, it was all typical bad comedy that yeah. you would do starting <laughs> out. But I would ha- I would get like occasional laughs here and there, and I would get a little bit better, a little bit better. Yeah. And then I had a really rough week on stage that winter when I first started, and I quit, and I was like, "Screw <sighs> this!" And then I was like, "I don't need this," and I missed it so much. Like so uh, I quit, I quit for a month. Oh and then, wow! In okay. January, I was like, I'm, "You know, what? I'm going to try come back. I'm going to try harder." I'm gonna, like, make friends because I was a loner. I was yeah. like, I was like, everyone's against me. No one was against me. I was just being yeah. a dick. I was yeah. just not talking to anyone. I was not like, extending myself because you mm-hmm. can't come into a group of people and expect them all to come to you. Yeah. True, I yeah. was, like, going into the Brooklyn scene which is very, mm-hmm. like, clicky and, like, everyone's yeah. been doing it together for a long time. So I was just, like, the like weirdo in the corner. Yeah. And then, like, in January, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna... Do what my parents taught me to do in preschool, which is to go and say hi and, like, how are you and yeah. compliment people and, like, it's just so make friends. It's so hard as an
2: adult, though. Me and Ethere have been talking about Making this. Friends. Yeah, about how, like, half of our jobs – is kind of like doing that because it is really clicky like but bo- yeah. almost every industry i think yes. is networky clicky yeah, in a yeah. way that i didn't know i yeah. just started watching yeah. suits so now i know a lot about being a lawyer yep. from the two episodes you I watched. could totally be a lawyer now yeah i could definitely be a lawyer <laughs> i think lawyer. i'm like
0: the type of person that doesn't like to initiate conversation yeah, but i'll be super friendly and open if someone initiates mm. but then i have to think that maybe someone else feels that way and i should just like suck it up and like You know what it is? It's hard. Um, And then sometimes I've been like totally turned up. Somehow the times where I'm like all you right, they're going to be bold and, like, be the first person to say hello. I've literally, like, said hello, like, extended my hand, like, talk to somebody. Yeah. And it was maybe at a party, not necessarily with comics or anything. And they're just like, okay. I literally introduced myself to really? someone just like, okay. And I was like, this is the last time yeah. I go, go out of my comfort zone. But you just got to keep doing I mean, it, yeah, even though some people are dicks.
2: And you never know who you're going to, like, meet or who you're going to say hi to. Yeah. And it's a huge part of it. And making a good first impression with somebody can go such a long way. Like, totally. we've talked to so many people that are like – I got into this position that I'm in because somebody remembered me from yeah. like doing something else and had Absolutely like a Just good be a feeling. good person. Yeah. Be nice to people. Yeah. yeah. Be like but be like in your face aggressively nice to people. Like come up high. Hi. Like, hi. You I look amazing. So nice.
1: <laughs> you have to. I
2: love your glasses, Colin. <laughs> <I do.
1: laughs> but yeah. It's uh um... You look great. Yeah. <laughs> Wait,
0: but I don't you know. know. That's just
2: creepy. That's not nice. No, you look so good. You it's my good. it's my new um it's my half birthday rev- resolution to tell people on the street that I think they look good when I think they look good because I think good. it all the time. Do you're catcalling? No. no, not
1: catcalling. Are you doing this for men?
2: <laughs> no, mostly for women. Oh, we see-
1: need it so bad. We never get it. <laughs> <laughs> we have it so hard as men in society. i have enough of an ego that I don't think they need women
2: inflating <laughs> well, it further. No, I do. Feel, I would want but to Also, do it, it seems women. like you're hitting on them. Right? Yeah, but they would definitely perceive it as hitting on. Them. That, that is true. No so for my safety, way. I won't.
1: You know, this is why we can't yeah, have nice things. Exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah One person or the,
0: or the majority have ruined We ruin it for the We ruin it for,
1: the, we we it for like, the rest of us.
2: When I see like a granny <laughs> with like lipstick, I'm like the fact that like. She put on lipstick this morning. Like it's so swells cute. my heart yeah. so much that she like picked out a color, put it on, and it's was a- like, "This is gonna make me look better." And I'm I gonna go it. out it's so and store. Cute. Like, I want to cry. And I,
1: I, I mean, I love a vain them. woman. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, a vain I think granny. it's. A brain woman in general.
2: I mean, not
0: pretty girls. What's the word? (laughs) What's like dolled up girls? That's what I was trying to think of. No, not dolled (laughs) up. But I I
1: like it when someone takes the an effort into their appearance. Yeah, yeah. They clearly picked out their clothing for the day, and it it makes it makes sense. Yeah. And they like they they look they make sure they look look nice. They're presentable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I found that especially in comedy, like looking around at how people present themselves on stage and stuff, I'm like, wow, most people don't even think about how they look. Yeah. But People are looking at you the whole time. It's but so weird.
0: Isn't there this at least for women and like it took me so long to be able to wear dresses on stage?
1: Yeah, I that's like a big wear double d- standard. Yeah,
0: and it's fucked up because like you're told or it's like that's. The impression that I was told or given is that if you look pretty, that guys or people are just going to look at the way you look and it's going to be distracting and not mm. focus on your jokes. So you should look as dulled down as possible. Mm. And I don't like, I'm not like on he- wearing heels and wear tons of makeup, but it's like I like wearing dresses. And like mm-hmm. I don't want to feel self-conscious mm-hmm. about yeah. like yeah. wearing a bright color or like mm-hmm. looking a certain way. I don't need to just yeah. wear like sweatpants and a t-shirt or like, or a hoodie and like. It's like
1: everyone is on their Journey when it comes to how they should present themselves, especially totally, when it comes yeah. to on stage. But in, just in general, I mean, I didn't figure out how to dress myself as a person until like <laughs> a few years ago.
0: Oh my god! Remember you talked about how your yeah. style changed a lot. And it's true because oh when god. I met you, and I think I, met I you was in the beginning, not like, fashionable. Not not you used to wear really baggy all. clothes. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> I dressed like a backup I singer. For like, like just DMX. In the past like
2: five years yeah yeah I mean I, I feel like you like my
1: roommate Leclerc really helped me a lot because he's Aww. really oh, he's, he's, he's super fashionable yeah. always oh yeah and one day he was uh, he we, we became friends and then became roommates and he was like dude why are your clothes so baggy though <laughs> and I was like what do you mean he's like you're, like, a size, like, 31 waist, and you're wearing, like, a 36 pants. You you can't even I can't even see your sneakers. Your sneakers are so nice. I can't see your sneakers because yeah, yeah. you have, like, pseudopods. Like, <laughs> your, your pants are hovering above your sneakers. Like, you look – this is, like, a, a look from the 90s. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think you're right. But it took me a little while longer. You know what it was? Sabrina um, Jalise. Oh, I love her. Her wife is a, a really amazing stylist. Oh, really? And then she told me, she's like, one after a show one night, she was like, you gotta tighten up your pants, man. You get some like nice form fitting pants. You got a nice tall, thin frame. Yeah. Emphasize that. Mm-hmm. The baggy thing is like from like twenty years ago. Yeah. And I was like, wow, she's right. So the next day, I'm so extreme about these things. I threw away I gave away almost all my clothes. Wow. I went to I went and got some jogger pants that were form fitting. Yeah. And I loved the way they felt and how all I looked. Pants are awesome. And they my are. sneakers were like popping it. and like looking really nice with them. And I was like, I think this is how I'm going to dress. I feel like I, used, I, gave, I remember I gave that all my clothes away. Oh, wow. And I, I started to look better, and I think I started to do better on stage, too, and feel because well, I felt better about myself. Yeah. Totally. You just
2: have, like, all these, like, movie moments where you, like, I know. give your crutches to the security <laughs> yeah. guard, throw away all <laughs> my your whole life. pants. Yeah. Like, you should just write a rom-com about yeah. yourself. It was crazy.
1: I literally had four huge trash bags full of clothes. <laughs> I just dumped them all yeah. off of the church down the yeah. street and was like, Wait. I'm not, that's, that old life is gone <laughs> <Did> <laughs> new me has begun did you
0: wear old clothes from the 90s or did you just was, keep buying the same style I was style? Still buying
1: the same style and size okay. I didn't realize I'm not an extra large I'm a medium shirt yeah, yeah. so and, I, and then I was like my pants were like six sizes too big it was insane <laughs> I, looked at the, I looked at the clothing like when I see old pictures of me on stage I'm like oh my god that's so embarrassing at least you
0: didn't go on Conan in your old clothes no <laughs>
1: no my friend made, made that jacket for me yeah. it was really cool it was so nice yeah, we'll oh, have yeah, to post it. it oh
0: my god we'll have to post from yeah the i'm gonna, I'm gonna look it um so we have a little segment little Loves, game i love a, a segment Ooh, i love a game love it. yeah it's called keeping up with the caucasians Ooh. yeah so we talk about things that white people do or enjoy and we talk about it as people of color whether we do the same thing. i went things. to boston
1: university and private schools i have a phd and you have, white what? people oh okay, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know i wanted to ask about your
0: college if you did go oh, to college yeah. what'd you study
1: uh, public relations. So
0: Penn yeah. also oh, went to be You You guys are the same person. You're literally the same person. You started nice. comedy all at
2: a people away. of color are the yeah,
1: same. Pretty much. Um, we are the same. Yeah. We are a monolith. <laughs> yeah. We all believe in the same things. <laughs> so we've got some... Imagine. Uh, <laughs> okay, oh
0: I you take your mask off and it's mm-hmm. like, it's still Penn. I take it off and it's like, no wonder. And then it's like, all of our past guests have been yeah. just one person. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've got some categories that you can choose from. Mm-hmm. Um... There's food slash beverage, pop culture slash TV, activities, style slash clothes, which I feel like we already touched upon. Phrases or sayings and like miscellaneous stuff. Uh, if
1: you have it's a phrases lot. and sayings.
0: Phrases and sayings. Okay. Um, Pressure's <laughs> on. I want to think of one. <laughs> okay, have you ever started a sentence with "My therapist says"?
1: I have me too yeah. Three. <laughs> yep. we're, all we're all guilty guys <laughs> we're all guilty. we're all keeping up, up with the- <laughs> <laughs> i actually
2: i never even thought about that but i do that so much now
1: but i also feel like all black people should be in therapy i think all I, people yeah.
0: should be in therapy period I, yep. totally. especially people of color where yeah. we stigmatize therapy oh yeah, our, our cultures sure. and it's I like think,
1: i think it's just like it's so much just to especially in this trump time just to like walk around and feel okay about being in this country mm-hmm. with these people who support yeah. this person Yeah, that it's like enough to I need to just talk to someone about it. Yeah. yeah. I just started yeah.
0: seeing a, a trauma therapist. I mean, she's not just a trauma therapist. She's a therapist. But the reason that I was drawn to her is because she works in the middle East. And like, I lived there and like during like the worst times. And is it Hella? No, <laughs> my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it was important to me, and like I've seen a therapist before, but it's hard finding one that you feel can really connect to you it's and really relate to your experience. Because I'm, if I'm telling her something about like family pressure and whatever, sure. and she's like, "Well, just stand up against them" or something yeah. like that. Like, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. They dictate my life. No, yeah. I can't. So I needed mm-hmm. someone to be like culturally competent. I don't know if you were you able to find somebody that you felt you. Yes, could but to? actually,
1: we, we got into it. We got into some <laughs> ruckus. I had to break no. my therapist I got into it like like yelling you had to break arguments. All I no, we stayed together but oh, okay. it was rocky it was a rocky start at the very Dang. beginning. Um she just was she had some blind spots and I really? pointed them out to her and she that's didn't like awesome. it. She
0: got defensive. She did. That's but a then bad but then but
1: then she she, she went home effective. and she well, sat yeah. with it and the next day she admitted that I was right. And that's how really? I knew that I was the right person because oh, yeah. she wow. she was she, she taught me a lot, but I think I taught her some things yeah, as well. Yeah. Uh we, we talked about Black Lives Matter quite a bit mm-hmm. I and mean, she didn't know much about it. We she we talked about um my background and how I grew up and that was performing to her. I mean she was She's a sixty-something-year-old lesbian from Connecticut, mm-hmm. a very well-to-do area, yeah. mm-hmm. and she just had a different experience than me. Yeah. And she didn't understand the psychology of, of a performer. Mm-hmm. I kind of we we got into a lot about that, like really disagreed about some stuff. But it was good. Eventually, like she helped me so much with, yeah. I mean, wow. just life, but also with comedy. Mm-hmm. And I miss her. Well, we I kind of graduated from um, being going yeah. to see her. Yeah. we did two years. That's and then good though. Oh wow, I, I, two my, years. Yeah, it was good. My session started getting really boring, and she was. I was like. I think I might be done with therapy for now. she was like, I was thinking the same thing. That's great. <laughs> yeah, so I had we, that with no. my
2: first therapist and now like – I didn't have starts. that. I just don't have insurance anymore.
0: I'll, we'll have to find you something. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do we want to play one more category? And Absolutely. And then we'll uh, wrap up. Um, so there's food, beverage, pop culture, activities,
2: style and clothes. Um, you know, I I still say – Misc instead of miscellaneous. Mis- I thought a you were miscellane. joking. Miscellaneous. No, I mis- legit say that in my life because I've only ever read it. Why? But uh, I said it in front of you, you who, once, and then you I can- said it in front of somebody else, and they were like, "Oh, I thought you were joking." You can act- choose no. mm-hmm. let's activities. Do music. Oh, activities. Sure. Ooh. Oh, hold on. Which way? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. They're all so good. Okay. How about? Uh, since you talked about being a dog walker how do you feel about dog shows (laughs) have you ever watched a dog show
1: oh i would have you entered a dog in a dog show (laughs) what are your thoughts about dog shows i would never do that it sounds like the biggest waste of time
2: it's insane have you guys like thought about like the whole breeding of dogs i think it's It's horrifying immoral yeah it's it's really bad do you see people on the street that have these like teeny tiny dogs of course it's like well, there's
1: also there's dogs that shouldn't exist. Yeah, exactly. like bulldogs. That's just a made up breed we made, yeah. and they can't breathe properly, they can. and they it live really? these short, yeah. brutal lives. Yeah. And, and
0: they all get. So they t- just t- like crossbreed them to create like a specific type of dog exactly. They
1: look a certain way. Yeah. they, they, look a they certain also way. can't yeah. give birth naturally because their heads are so big. It's a nightmare. They have to do cesareans.
0: That's so sad. Yeah, that's horrifying.
1: And, um, you know Adam ruins everything. Yeah. Yes, that's the big one. Well, I know some dogs for that show. Yeah, I mean I knew Adam before he moved out there. You and, knew Adam. And, um, yeah, and the actual Adam. Yeah, and. <laughs> Gonzalo Cordova, who, so who so went sure. out there, to, who moved out there to write for the show, and um, yeah, it, it, they they really shined a spotlight on that issue specifically. Like these, the so breeding good. of these dogs is like so wrong. Yeah, it's, these, it's the so dogs awesome. are not happy. They're they have all these medical problems. Um, they they live very short, brutal lives. It's not good. That's yeah. so
2: sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so many breeds, too. Like, even Golden Retrievers, which you think are kind of like an OG dog. Like, uh-huh. now they just overbreed them so much that they get, like, hip dysplasia, oh. cancer, mm-hmm. and they just, like, suddenly die or, like, need, like, $10,000 surgery. It's it's The insane. healthiest
1: dogs are mutts. Yeah. Because they just have genetic diversity. Just,
2: like, the healthiest people.
1: Like, <laughs> I'm super so it work. I
0: learned something today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm not really a big pet person. I don't know.
2: Like, you've never had a pet?
0: No. Because my dad was, like, allergic to everything. And then, like, I don't know if your parents, as Muslims, thought, like, dogs were, like, uh, uh, unclean. Unclean, impure. But then later they are like, oh, it's not. Is it more, like, That's a
1: huge, I mean, growing up in in Brooklyn, the black community, and especially in the mostly Caribbean community. Yeah is a whole different way of addressing animals. Mm-hmm. So first of all, like most West Indian people, the animal does not come in the house. Right. So if you go to like you know a place in like the Caribbean, the animal is in the yard. The dog Damn. is in the yard, and then like people, I think a lot of, like, a lot of white people don't know this, but. A great many black people and especially people from the West Indies think white people are dirty because yeah. they allow the dogs in Everyone the house, but too. in their beds yeah. Yeah. and in like, oh. in like on the couch yes. and like to kiss them in the mouth. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so, what's talked about so this is like a big thing. Our, this is a our, huge cultural divide yeah. that people, I think it's like a quiet thing oh, that, yeah. that one group knows about and the other group does not yeah. know about it, which is bananas to me. Yeah. I think I've broken up with numerous women <laughs> or, or broke things off before they even started because I'm like, oh, you whoa, just made out with your dog. You let the dog in your bed no I can't do this no. yeah. that's a huge that's thing that's gross Big, no 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 I no. can't do that animals do not belong in the bed oh. I Wait, totally... will you sleep in your naked body no 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 no. and
0: they're like they eat their mm-hmm. own shit my friend yeah, do- my yeah. Do-. and then they kiss you I've seen it and-, <laughs> and then they eat after them like people share an ice cream cone yeah, with their
2: no. dog that's gross a dog shouldn't even have ice cream it can't that's be healthy true. for a dog to have ice cream it's not there's so many yeah, the animals people in their relationship with their dogs and I mean, cats probably i don't know
1: yes it is bananas i mean i've seen some things from my, my <laughs> from your dog walking dog walking or... cat sitting these people people and their animals it's too much they yeah. gotta really calm down yeah
2: yeah wow how did you get into the dog walking business
1: i'd been laid off from um a corporate like park marketing job yeah. um promotions and my roommate had a dog walker. She was really cool. I started walking dogs for her part time while I had that job. It was yeah. doubling up my money. Nice. And then I got laid of off, and I was like, you know, I'll just start. I'll just do this for a while. That's so funny. And I just kind of fell into doing my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It was very flexible. A lot of co- yeah. a lot of comedians walk dogs. Yeah,
2: I know a lot of people. you know somebody know. somebody when I I I have gotten laid off and fired several times, um, and one of the times that happened here. Uh, the my roommate at the time like offered was like, do you want to like walk dogs for my friend's dog walking business? And I took it as, I think she meant it as like a really big slight because we work in the same industry. But I took it. I was like, you're dead to me because you suggested that. And I <laughs> legit don't was talk she trying to, her to help anymore. or are you saying no? I don't? She's think she probably was trying like. To help. Oh, I think she was trying to. There's like, like in it was journalism. A little bit of thing, yeah, in journalism, condescent. there's kind of or among women especially, there's like this sort of weird competition. Where you just treat each other really badly, like yeah. so wow. many women in journal- journalism. Journalism have just been women. so <laughs> like, bad. Yeah, it is probably just. Women. I don't think it's
0: just journalism. Comedy sucks. Acting and yeah, it everything. Really
2: sucks. I mean, in my
1: experience at work, nobody like... hates women more than women.
2: Yeah, for sure. And a I mean, in a lot of industries, It's yeah.
1: very sad. But I think I've seen that to be the case. It's because we're,
2: we're brought up to think there's only room for but like also, one of us. It's societal you know? too. It's but like, we it's also like a need kind of thing. Like
1: people pitting women against each other is a big thing. Exactly, for
2: sure. Anyway. But we so, need to change that by not being,
0: yeah. not treating each other. Yes, like songs. absolutely. I'm trying to like.
1: There's a lot of really cool things going on in yeah. that to, to, to fix that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know about some of these brunches that are happening now. There's a thing called Brown Girl Brunch. oh yeah. Why? Why are we not this? Is yeah. it a comedy thing? Or no. It... <gasps> it was started by a woman. Actually, the woman who I went on a date with on Saturday. Really? And, uh, Can
0: we be best friends with her? Yeah, How you should we get check on the her list? out. Okay.
1: Uh It's go to at Shell Space. Um, Shell Space. Okay. Uh, on uh on Instagram, it's I was gonna just, be
2: like I should write this down. Leaves, but, um, you're gonna listen to it, right? It.
1: <laughs> Brown women getting together and just talking about issues and enjoying food and beverages once a month. That's awesome. And it's it's very supportive and like. It's, Seems really cool. And yeah. of stuff like that. that, there's a whole bunch of. Oh my clubs god, I bet
0: we'll have like also meet really cool people we could have on the yeah. podcast. Oh, no, well. no, for sure. you okay. yeah, cool. so smart. Oh my god. Yeah. Thank You're you. You are the I've best. I've learned so much. <laughs> you us so much. You <laughs> Thank you for us taking be the better. time. This was really fun. <laughs> we had a lot of fun too. Yeah. Thank you That's for doing cool. that. Thanks this.
1: for having me. This is great. Bye. Bye.